0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number five of the Daily Dose of Baseball podcast. I am Corey.
1: And I am Patrick.
0: And today we will really be talking about baseball. No surprise there. We will be rounding up the current news in Major League Baseball and also showing you guys some, um, some pretty early predictions for the 2021 season of where we think the teams will rank in the standings. And... um and, yeah, I guess we should just start right away with the news. Do you want to start with the first news?
1: Yeah, um, it involves our favorite team, the New York Mets. Um, It's an unfortunate blow. Carlos Carrasco has a torn hamstring, and he will be out for probably around six to eight weeks. Um, Carrasco was acquired, of course, in the trade with Francisco Lindor, and he was um, going to really shore up the rotation a little bit. But um, he will not be opening the season with the Mets. Um, we talked last week about an elbow issue that appears to be fine as he um, tore his hamstring after i um, throwing a bullpen session or something like that. So at least the elbow is okay, but now we have to worry about the hamstring and hopefully that heals in um, a short amount of time.
0: And yeah, that's a huge bummer for us Mets fans as Carrasco was a big part of that Lindor trade. Luckily Lindor looks perfectly healthy and ready for the start of the season. But Carrasco, he is old. He's known for having injuries. He's known for having leukemia. And he's had all these other injuries. And he's going into his age 34 season. So he's getting up there in age. And it's really a shame that his injuries are holding him back from starting the beginning of the season. And it's going to be a minimum of six to eight weeks before he can return. But hopefully he gets a quick recovery and he gets right back onto the diamond as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, I mean, Carrasco... Beat cancer, so um, I'm pretty sure today or a couple days ago, he said that um, beating a hamstring should be no big deal. Um, Another injury, Kirby Yates. Um, He is out for multiple weeks. This was just announced a couple hours ago only. Um, He has a flexor strain, so um, Yates, who had a big injury last year, couldn't really pitch much for the Padres. Um, He is now in the Blue Jays, and he has another injury to start spring training.
0: This one's definitely going to hurt for the Blue Jays as the, Kirby Yates is a recently signed closer. He was one of the top closers in that um, class from last year. And he's going to miss multiple weeks, but luckily they have a pretty deep um, bullpen with a lot of guys that are um, just really surprisingly were good last year. And just when you really dive into it, they have one of the best bullpens in baseball a very deep bullpen and, you know, hopefully he comes back to as fast as possible because he will be a huge part to that blue Jays team who are trying to make a push for the playoffs this year. And another closer who has been injured is Jose Leclerc of the Texas Rangers who is expected to miss extended time with elbow soreness. And obviously whenever somebody gets elbow soreness or has issues with their elbow, Um, It raises awareness that they could have Tommy John surgery and it becomes a concern and he's 27 years old. And if he got Tommy John surgery, most likely he'd be out for another year and a half. And we're not looking like a very good team. They're looking like they're trying to be in a rebuild right now. Not having LeClerc is definitely going to hurt a bit, but it won't be the biggest issue um what are your thoughts on this
1: yeah um it's just unfortunate for the player i mean leclerc who has shown some promise um he was injured last year and he will and he has um, been injured again this year so it's definitely gonna be frustrating for him but um the rangers are not really competing so it's not like this is a huge blow and their season is suddenly in jeopardy or anything it's just unfortunate for the player and um, that's about it
0: And in other news, a non injury news, we have the Royals signing Salvador Perez to a four year extension. And this guarantees 82 million and with the potential to max out at 93.5 million over five years if the option is exercised. And this, I think, breaks the record for the longest extension by any Royals player, previously beating Alex Gordon's. Record at four years, $72 million. Sabro Perez, who looks like one of the best catchers in baseball right now, is in his age 30 season and he looks very good. He just came off an injury. He's the catcher of this franchise, of a team that's rebuilding, and has a bunch of prospects coming up soon, some prospects coming up already. Having him, keeping him, is going to make a huge impact on the team, especially in years to come. Um, they'd have him, they have Bobby Witt Jr. coming up, a bunch of guys, and having that solid veteran on the team will definitely help out. Um, great news for the Royals, great news for Salvador Perez, as he doesn't have to enter free agency for the next five years. What are your thoughts on this signing?
1: Yeah, so um, Salvador Perez signing extension definitely caught me by surprise, to be honest. um, I was not really considering him to be an extension candidate, but um, clearly he was, and now that um, after you brought it up to me that he is only 30, it makes sense. I thought he was a lot older. So um, at least he has definitely has some, some – um, some, definitely some good play left in him. And I think it's a good deal for both sides. Um, he's in a very good spot in Kansas City. He is their catcher. And he's probably the face of the Royals for the past decade.
0: Yeah, it's great to see him. It's hard to see him going to another team, hard to see him in another uniform. And – I like the guy a lot, and staying in Kansas City, I think it's definitely good for him, as I believe he loves the organization, and I would be very surprised if he did not. And it's time to reveal our standing predictions for the 2021 season. And let's just say, no division for us is exactly the same. We might have teams in the same places, but there's at least two teams that are either uh, flipped or multiple teams that are in different orders in divisions, um, which happens to be with a lot of people. There's never really two people that have the exact same predictions. Um, and uh, should we just start right away with the ALEs?
1: Yeah, let's start. I'll start with my predictions. I'll just – um, should we start with, like – I'll start with my fifth-place team, which is the Orioles, and it's also Corey's. Same with the um, Red Sox in fourth place. We both have that. Um, here comes the difference. I have the Blue Jays in third and the Rays in second and the Yankees in first. Um, my explanation for the Blue Jays in third is that, like, the Blue Jays, um, they're a young team. And um, I just I don't love their pitching depth right now. That's what really did it. I also really like the Rays, even though they lost a couple pieces in the offseason. They just, like, they always make it work, in my opinion. I think the Yankees um, are the clear first place team. Corey, what is your exact one
0: As for me, I have the Blue Jays and Rays flipped. I have the Rays in third, Blue Jays in second, and Yankees in first. And I all the teams. The Orioles are a very young team. They're going to be rebuilding this year. No surprise there for me. The Red Sox have a very good score. I think they're going to surprise people, but I still think they're going to finish in fourth as their pitching is kind of on the weaker side with Chris Dale and Eduardo Rodriguez both being 3 from players. And Chris Dale might not even return until, like, July or June. Um, having the reserve for me, they had an amazing year last year. And they're hitting, I mean, they just make things work usually. But to me, just looking at the team overall, it doesn't look as good as people are expecting it to be, in my opinion. Yeah, they do end up having these runs and these rallies that score a bunch of runs from a bunch of guys you wouldn't expect to be big power guys or like heavy offensive guys. They do random Lau, loud, but other than that, there's not really many other players. And the pitching side, they have a good bullpen, but their rotation, Tyler Glasnow's their one starter. Ryan Yarbrough's their two starter, which from last year, they had Blake Snell, Charlie Morton, Tyler Glasnow as their one, two, and three. And it's going to be a very weak rotation for them. And in first place, I have the Yankees. A lot of people calling them the favorites of the AL. Um, they're definitely going to be winning the division in my eyes. They have amazing pitching. Um, It's well-improved, and they have, again, a very solid hitting team. Their bullpen, if it can stay consistent, they are a scary team to face in the playoffs and in the regular season.
1: Yeah, I would agree there. I had them in first as well. Moving on to the AL Central, where um, we both agree on the first, second, and fifth place team. Um, we both agree that the Tigers will come in last place. We both agree that the White Sox will come in first, and we both agree that the Twins will come in second. It's the three third and fourth place teams that we differ. Um, Corey, what is your opinion?
0: I am gonna say the Indians in fourth, in third, and my reasoning for all the teams. The Tigers, they're the Tigers. They're a young team. Get better as it goes on. Not great yet. The Indians in fourth. Now, here's my reasoning. I've seen a put the Indian in the second. I I mean, I've seen people in the second, mostly in third, but in the second, which is kind of high. Uh, after losing and Carlos Carrasco, and I mean, they didn't have him towards the end of the year, but Mike Clevenger, that team does not look as good as people think it is. Also losing Carlos Santana. All they have really in the hitting side is Jose Ramirez, who, yes, he's very good, but he can't lead that whole hitting team. Baseball is a sport where you need nine guys to play well every day. You need consistently all year. Amazing. Um, and the pitching side, they lost Brad Hand in the bullpen. They don't really have much in the bullpen. Yes, they have James Karinczak. But other than that, it's not much. And, again, in the rotation, they have Bieber, who's a very good pitcher. And then you got Klesak and Savali. And then a few other guys. But those guys, they're not amazing. But then in third, I got the Royals, who have been significantly improved. Improving with Carlos Santana, Andrew Benintendi, just a bunch of improvements. And I think they're really going to surprise people with their young team. Uh, second place, we have the Twins, uh, very good hitting team. The pitching seems to be a little bit of an issue, but very good team. And the White Sox in first, White Sox, I think are going to be in the World Series this year. Um, there's your sneak peek of my World Series prediction, <laughs> they're going to in the World Series. But I just love their team, amazing young core, bunch of good veterans. And what is your reasoning behind your team's?
1: Yeah, um, I agree with everything you said about the Tigers, White Sox, and Twins. Um, Where I differ is I have the Indians in third and the Royals in fourth. Um, I like what the Royals did in the offseason, and I think they might even be around 500, maybe a little little less, maybe even over. We'll see. But um, I just think the Indians, their pitching is spectacular. I know they lost Carrasco and Clevenger at the trade deadline last year, but Shane Bieber is very good. They also have a bunch of other players. I think that might carry them um, a little bit. Um, the AL Central, um, still, even though the worlds all improved, I don't think they're really going to be in playoff contention. So that's why I have the Indians in third. I feel like they kind of are just going to be in contention, but not really. I think just right about average for them. Moving on to the AL West, where um, we have a bit of differences. Um, the only places that we agree are in fifth and fourth, Fourth and last place, I suppose. Um, we both agree that the Rangers will be in fifth place and the Angels will be in fourth place. And that um is actually surprising, the fact that um we do agree, not the fact that just basically because some people are putting them higher up and that we both have them at fourth. Um, I'll speak for what I think. I just think they don't have enough pitching. That's pretty much it. Um, Corey, um, what do you think?
0: I am hundred percent with you on that. The Angels they have Mike Trout, they have Anthony Rendon, they have Shohei Ohtani, who is also full potential. And on the pitching side, it is a lot better than people think, but it's not good enough. Like, having Hovindy as your four-starter, he's old, I don't really like him much. Having Dylan Bundy as your two-starter, you have to rely on Dylan Bundy to be your second-best pitcher. And first, if Ohtani gets hurt again, and you have to rely on Andrew Heaney to be your third-best pitcher, it just isn't good enough for them to be a very and for my top three, um, we have different people for all three places. In third place, I have the Oakland Athletics. I never really call them the Athletics. I'm also not sure why I did there. That was very weird of me. Um, but in third place, I have the A's. They lost so much. They lost Tommy Lastel, who isn't even that big of a deal, but it is a pretty significant remark. Not as big as losing Marcus Simeon and... Liam Hendricks, both players that were crucial to the team in the past few years. Um, It's just definitely going to hurt them a lot. In second place, i have the Mariners, which is very surprising to some people. A lot of people have the Mariners in fourth. I've even seen people put the Mariners in fifth. But for me, I think they're second, and I even think they could win the division. The Mariners have a very young team, and while they have not all shown their potential yet, I think that this year, Kyle Lewis and Jared Kelenic and Julio Rodriguez, if they come up, plus the pitching, they have Justice Sheffield, who is out this year, sadly. But Marco Gonzalez and a few other guys, like Logan Gilbert, I think that they're all just going to have a really good year this year. And I think the Mariners as a team will get a lot of, like, not potential, but a lot of chemistry is what I'm trying to say. And they will end up being a very good team. And in first that the Astros had a very good postseason last year. They did lose uh, George Springer, and they did lose some pitching, but they also have some prospects to fill in those gaps, so I think they will be in first place.
1: Yeah, um, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I completely agree about the A's and that they will be much worse than they were last year after losing all of those pieces in the offseason and not really doing much to address um, those um, needs. Um, I agree with you that the Mariners are better than the A's because um, I like their um, young hitting and um, pitching. They have a bunch of prospects that could be coming up this year. But um, where I don't agree is about the Astros. I'm not high on the Astros. I think they're in for a disappointing year. Um, They've already had some pitching injuries so far. And the hitting, I don't know. It's just they lost Springer. That, That was huge. I just feel like the Astros could be in for a disappointing year. So yes, I am putting the Seattle Mariners in first place in the AL West, followed by the A's, and then the Astros. A bit of a surprising pick, but um I don't know. I have a feeling that the Mariners might um be a team that um could um surprise some people very much.
0: Yeah, they will definitely be a surprising team a very underrated team as they have a ton of potential. And as long as those guys can produce very early on in their careers, as for Jared Kellnick and Julio Rodriguez, mainly two top five prospects in baseball, that offense could be very deadly. And moving on to the first division in the NL, we have the NL. And in this one, unlike the other ones, we agree with the top three teams. It's just the bottom two we don't agree with. In first place, we both have the Braves. In second place, the Mets. In third place, the Nationals. And where it differs is in the fourth and fifth place spots. Patrick, you can take it away. Who do you have? Yeah.
1: To- um, um. Some people might be surprised that I have the Phillies in last place. Um. I actually don't think the Phillies are bad. In fact, they might even be overall an above-average team. But still, they do have a lot of holes in my opinion. Center field is an issue. Um. Starting pitching, besides Nola and Wheeler, a lot they don't have much depth. Their bullpen, while it is improved. Um, by no means is it a good bullpen. And um, they have generally an older team, D.D. Begrorius and Gene Segura are their middle infielders. I don't love that. And I think they them playing in a tough NL East might hurt them. And as for the Marlins, um, I feel like a lot of people are forgetting that they did make the playoffs last year. Yes, that probably would not have happened over 162 games, but I can't just put them in last place just because um, I thought that was a fluke because they have really nice young pitching, and I think a couple of those pitchers might break out this year. And um, I was about as anti-Marlins last year as you could get. I did not want them to make the playoffs. I did not think they should make the playoffs, but they proved me wrong, and I'm not going to make that mistake this year. At least I'm going to put them not in last and fourth place. What, Corey, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got to go by the standards fourth place, in my opinion. Usually the Phillies will end up with around a 500 500- Winning percentage, winning games. Um, and every year they kind of surprise me. A terrible team, and they end up doing a little better than I thought. And the Marlins end up usually disappointing me. But this year I do have some hope for them. They have some young guys that I like, Jazz Chisholm and Sixto Sanchez. And by the way, you heard it here first. Sixto Sanchez making a push for the Cy Young this year. He'll be a top five pitcher in the National League. Top five in the Cy Young voting. A uh, bold take, but I think it's going to happen. I love him. I think he's an amazing player. But just the team overall, the bullpen, it's not really that impressive to me. And the hitting, they have a few pieces, but overall, a lot of those guys did have a very good year last year, and I don't think they will continue. And then for the top three teams, we could both agree here, the Braves are really a powerhouse. Yep. Um, while some people have them at 82 wins. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, they are a very good team, a very young team. Made some improvements in the nation made some improvements on the offense. And then second place, we both had the Mets. We're both Mets fans, uh, but they did add – they did improve on every single place that they needed improvements on. The bullpen, they didn't really improve too much on it, but they did add Trevor May and Aaron Luke. Um The rotation, where they only had Jacob DeGrom and, and then their two-starter with Dave Peterson. And then you had to rely on Rick Porcell and Michael Waka last year <laughs> with <laughs> – it was just terrible. It was terrible. Um, yeah. they, Marcus Stroman's coming back. Oh, wow. they, um, people forgot they actually did sign him in the beginning of the offseason to an extension. And they also added Carlos Carrasco, Dave, um, not David Peterson, Joey Lucchesi, Jordan Yamamoto, just for depth purposes. They added a lot of depth and their catcher and shortstop, who were their worst positions last year. Um, sadly, we got rid of Wilson Ramos. <laughs> I think the donuts in the AL Central are a little bit better. But we did get Janet Catcher. We did get Francisco Lindor at shortstop instead of Ahmed Rosario. And the Nationals, Nationals made a lot of improvements. Still think they're going to finish in third. Very good team, though.
1: Yeah, I agree with pretty much all of what you said. I also have to mention the fact that Syndergaard might come back, and oh, that would be definitely a help.
0: Syndergaard coming back would definitely improve that rotation a lot.
1: Yeah, but I I guess you can't really count on it, though. But still, I'm going to put them – I put them as second. We both put them as second. So moving on to the NL Central, which is almost identical. Similar to the AL East, we differ in the third and fourth um, rankings. Um, What we both agree and what I believe might be the most universal pick, um, the Pittsburgh Pirates in last place, I think that is a no-brainer. Maybe the easiest pick of the video, of of any prediction video. Um, We both – Um, We also both think that the Cardinals and Brewers were finished first and second place, respectively. Um, I feel like some people are are, um, putting down the Cardinals a little bit because of their starting rotation. But their bullpen is one of the best in the leagues, and no one realizes it. And as for the Brewers, they made a lot of improvements this year, and I like it. But I just don't think they have enough to um, compete with the Cardinals, who also added Nolan Arenado. Corey, would you like to explain um, your third and fourth place picks?
0: Okay, so for me, I have the Reds in fourth place. Um, The rotation, losing power, I think is actually going to be a huge setback. in the offense, I just don't think, is as good as people expect it to be. They have a few holes. And in the bullpen as well, they have some holes. And in third place, I have the Cubs, who I think will surprise people. Their offense, I mean, Rizzo and Bryant, I mean, Bryant kind of was – bad last year, and so was Rizzo wasn't that great, and neither was Baez. Really, the whole team wasn't great. I'm not sure how they made the playoffs, but they did, and that's all that matters. Wait, they won the division last year. Hold on. How did they win the division?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea how the Cubs won the division last year. I
0: don't. I, I, that just hit me right now. I mean, they have Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, who weren't great last year, I think they'll be better this year. Um, they have Peterson, who in spring trading, oh my gosh, he's looking like next Barry Bonds out there. He's looking <laughs> Fantastic. it can't wait to see him play this year. In uh, the rotation, they have Hendricks. I mean, after Hendricks, it kind of falls off. But I think their rotations, for some reason, I think they're going to be good this year. Alec Mills threw a no-hitter last year. Not that great. But he'll throw another no-hitter this year. I can guarantee it. Um, Jake Arrieta returns. If he returns like he did in 2015, then that will be very good for them. Um, they lost John Lester, which kind of stinks. But Albert Alzalei, one of their... Um, Up and coming stars. He looks to be pretty promising. And in second place and first place, we agree with the Cardinals in first, the Brewers in second. Brewers, very good bullpen, uh, very solid rotation. That's The pitching is what it carries them. They have Yellich. They have a the few other small pieces that will be good this year. And in first place, we got the Cardinals. The Cardinals improved with the Arenado. Every year, the Cardinals find a way to do well. Um, we've seen it with guys. There have just been one year wonders with. Johnny Peralta starting an All-Star game one year. Um, we've seen Michael have a really good year. We've seen Carlos Martinez break out. They just find guys, and they just farm guys in their farm system and end up having them produce in the majors.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, we, we agree on the first and second place team. I have the third and fourth place team switched with the Reds coming in third and the Cubs coming in fourth. Um similar to the Astros, I'm just not high in the Cubs. They lost a lot in their starting rotation. <laughs> not very good of a bullpen in their hitting. Um, I don't know. It didn't really perform last year. I don't think it will be that bad, but I don't think it's an elite offense anymore. Um, and as for um, the fact of the, them winning the division last year, um, I think everyone could agree that that would not have happened over 162 games. A lot of people were even predicting them to come in fourth last year, and I believe I was doing that also. And I think this year might be the year they um, come in fourth. So that's why I had him there. And as for the Reds, um, yes, losing Trevor Bauer is huge. And that will definitely put a, a dent into their starting rotation depth. But um, they still have Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray. I believe that Tyler Malley could be a breakout candidate. Um, the bullpen is definitely a weakness. Their hitting was weirdly bad last year. A lot of players underperformed. And I think it's not going to be as bad this year. But then again, the Reds are not going to be on the same level as the Cardinals and the Brewers. I think they're right about average at this point. That's why I picked in the coming third. Moving on to the final division of today's video, the NL West, where um we differ in the fourth and fifth place teams again, um, as we did in the NL East. Um, I say that the Diamondbacks will come in fourth and the Rockies will come in fifth. Um, I'm really just because... I don't really like the Rockies team right now. They don't have a lot of pitching like always, and they're hitting. It's just Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman, and that's pretty much it, um, unless someone breaks out, which they might. Um, I can't really put them higher. Um, we both had the Giants in third. I think the Giants are right about average. Um, we'll save the final two teams to talk about a little later. But, um, Corey, would you like to explain why you have the fourth and fifth place teams switched?
0: Yes, I would like to explain why I have the Diamondbacks in the fifth, Rockies in fourth. Diamondbacks, they just always seem to disappoint me. I was really high in them last year, and I thought they'd actually make a good playoff push. But then they didn't, and they kind of stunk. Um, I like to tell Marte on their team, very good hitter, very good player. And to my dad, if you're listening to this, tell Marte is a top 50 player, potentially top 40 or 30. And no, he is not worse than that. He's a very good player. Uh, moving on from that, though that gallon very good pitcher but I just don't see much else in the team other than that and the Rockies I can go on about them all day I love their team um very underrated team not a team I think will make the playoffs but they do have Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman like you said but they also have Ryan Tapia uh Garrett Hampson Sam Hilliard and just a bunch of guys that most people haven't heard of that I just think will break out for some reason I'm just really high on their team right now and the bullpen kind of sinks but they did add, they did add Austin Gomber um And the rotation kind of stinks too, but John Gray, if he can play decent and if Antonio Sanzatella can play decent and Herman Marquez can play really well and Kyle Fielding can play really well, that rotation could be a very good rotation and something a lot of teams don't even realize because of those stats and cores and how they're very, uh, a very hitter heavy ballpark. But in third place, I, the Giants, just like you, and like I said, they're just an average team. Um, they're pretty well-balanced, just all-around average. Made a few good improvements this year. And now the top two teams in the NL West, potentially the top two teams in baseball. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say.
0: We did agree on this one, though. And we have the Padres, drumroll please. In second. And the Dodgers winning the division. Would you like to explain why you the Padres and Dodgers in that order?
1: Yeah, um think the simple explanation is that the Dodgers won the World Series and have won their division um, pretty much since, like I believe, 2013 or 2014, every single year. Um, but um, as for the team, I don't know how you can go wrong with the Dodgers, who won the World Series last year and added Trevor Bauer, the sign-on award winner, to their rotation, are getting David Price back. He opted out last year. And literally, Dustin May... Julio Rios and Tony Gonsolin are going to battle out for the fifth spot. I don't even know. Those star- those stars would be like middle of rotation for most other teams. It's crazy. The bullpen, I guess that's their worst point. Still above average. And their hitting is just disgusting. I know the Padres have a lo- a, a loaded lineup with Tatis and Machado and a whole bunch of other guys. Um, I love what they did to, to their rotation. Nothing bad against the Padres. I think they could be in a 100-win a team just the Dodgers are better. It's that simple.
0: Here's my hot take for the season. Dodgers will break the all-time win record in a single season. You heard it here first. Oh. I the first team to reach 120 wins, which is just insane. I mean, when you have Dustin May as your five starter and you can't even put Julio Urías and Tony Gonsolin in your rotation, that means you're doing something right. <laughs> yes, they're funny, but a lot of people have to realize that the Dodgers are not a all-spend team like some other teams are, Yankees. But they are a team that develops almost all of their talent. The only players they really bought out were Mookie Betts, who they acquired in a trade, um, Trevor Bauer, and A.J. Pollock. And those are not really the guys, the best guys in the team. Yes, Mookie Betts and Trevor Bauer are big pieces, but they grew Walker Buehler. They grew Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, Julio Urias, Kenley Jansen, Walker Buehler, Will Smith, Max Muncie, Justin Turner, Well, Muncie and Turner, they didn't grow just straight from their organization, but they developed them into stars. Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger, um, Gavin Lux, Chris Taylor. I could really go on about (laughs) them all day. And you're hearing me go about them for a long time. But they are an amazing team. Um, I still don't have them in the World Series. I think they're going to (laughs) choke. But the, uh, Padres, I have in second place. Again, like you said, 100-win team, potentially. Um... Very good team. I like what they did, just like you said. Um, really, I just fully agree with you. I just like the team a lot. Just not as good as the Dodgers, who could be one of the best teams of all time. And you thought that was it, because I didn't tell you guys that we're adding another segment this time. What? Okay, so our final segment is It's going to be called um, – I haven't really thought of a name, but this is just the first thing that comes to mind. Daily stupid baseball facts. Just some baseball facts. There's no reason we need to tell you. Okay? There's just no reason that this needs to be in here. Um Yeah. Would you like to go first with your stupid baseball fact that there's no reason it needs to be in here but we're just going to put it in here anyway?
1: <laughs> okay. So there was a game um, back in May of 2018, the Mets, it was Mets versus Marlins. And Jason Vargas was warming up with the wrong hat on. That is it. He had their, their alternate hat on, and he looked pretty silly doing it. And then he changed it during the first inning. I, I knew that because I saw a picture of it. And then I, I checked the game, and he was wearing the right hat. Don't ask me why I thought of that. That's what I thought of.
0: Wow. That is just completely random. Um, definitely information nobody here needed to know. <laughs> just some stupid baseball facts. Alright, so mine, I have a couple that I was going to choose, but I'm just going to choose this one. You'll see my next two in the next two episodes. My Daily Stupid Baseball fact is a player that you guys have probably not heard of. Zwolo Versailles. Now you might be what does Zwolo Versailles have to do with anything? Did you know, in 1965, Zwolo Versailles won an MVP?
1: No, I didn't.
0: <laughs> a... Total career, 657 OPS. And MVP one here. A career 290 on base percentage. A total 12.6 war in his career. Guess how much he had in 20, I mean, in 1965. He had 7.2 war. That wow. means the other 11 seasons he played in baseball, he had 5.4 war.
1: I guess that's what you would call a one-year wonder.
0: over. Versailles, MVP winner. Never had another really good year. Um, Yeah, and in 1965, 12 triples, 45 doubles, 308 total bases, all of the MLB. Um, he also had 126 runs, which also led all of the MLB. 273 average, 115 OPS plus. Um, I mean, he was a gold glove winner. Two-time gold glove winner, actually. Two-time all-star. Um, he won MVP, and do I think he should have won MVP? No, not at all. He even had a teammate who had better stats than him, <laughs> uh, but he let him WAR. So, I mean, I, I guess it does count, but that's your daily stupid baseball facts that there was no reason we needed to tell you guys. We just decided to anyways. And thank you guys for listening to episode number five of the daily dose of baseball podcast, where we will be bringing you news and recaps around baseball pretty much every single week through the season, around seven or eight days, depending on how our schedules are and how busy they are. But, um, I hope you like enjoying this. Um, if you could send this to all of your friends that know baseball, or even your friends who just want to learn about baseball, send it to them, get them in the podcast. We would love to expand our listenings. And, um, go check out the Pat Stats video in the description of this podcast. Um... He's got a great YouTube channel. He's got many videos. You guys should definitely go check them out. Um, got a ton of stuff on there. Uh, make sure you check out my TikTok, cory.plays.baseball Should be in the bio of this podcast episode. But thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace.